Hey guys, welcome to Entrepreneur's Morning Show. Uh, my name is Anthony uh, Pittsburgh, and uh, with me as always are my co-hosts. We have Nate, Every Day I'm Hustling, and we have Tommy 2.0, The Bargain Effect. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Glad everyone is here. See who's uh, all with us this morning as of yet. I haven't had a chance to pull up my YouTube chat yet, but... Uh, First person was technically Craig like two days ago, <laughs> but first person I see here is Kelly, the Ecom Mom Ward. Good morning, Kelly. Then uh, Justin Jacobs, two minutes later. Uh, Adventures in reselling. What's up, Victoria? Good to see you. I'm glad you're here this morning. She does a uh, show with um, with uh, Jenny and Jeff, uh, the reselling addicts. Uh, it's typically Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern. And Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern. You guys haven't checked those out? Definitely do. Uh, that's Victoria right there. And I'll highlight uh, her co-host as soon as I see them in chat. We've got them flitting critters. DC Sales, the master of the license plate, is with us this morning. Dino Mac, what's up, man? Moronic Pest. There we go. This is Reselling Addicts. They're the other, they host on Monday, Jenny, or I mean, uh, Victoria hosts on Thursday. So you guys haven't yet checked out their, check out their lives. We have Jody Mitama. What's going on, my man? Peddling Profits. What is going on? Reseller Man. How you doing? Stuff from Sally. How you doing over there today? Steven Scroggins. Steve has a uh, late night show for those of you guys that don't know. He normally goes live around like 1 a.m. So if anybody's like up listing that late, uh, you might want to check out Steven Scroggins. He, uh, he definitely has your late night fix. That is if like Tommy and Tracy aren't running or whatever. Um, we have Hip Flippin' Mama. What is up, Kelly? Flippin' Crazy. Hey, Lisa. Michelle Lathan, how you doing? Ariello Vlogs, what is up? Hey, Keevan, how you doing, man? Good morning to you. Yeah, so that, that's everyone I see as of right now. Uh, you guys got anything you, you want to say as an intro or to introduce yourselves or anything like that? I just like to welcome everybody in. I, I appreciate everybody that comes in and spends their morning with us. That that means a lot. For sure. Pretty much know any everybody in here, but for those that don't, I'm Tommy the Bargain Effect, your average everyday product relocation specialist. Just buy buy at flea market swap meets and sell on, on multiple online platforms. Try to make a profit. Not bad. I'm Nate. The chat. I'm Nate. Every day I'm hustling. I sell on Amazon, eBay. Uh, the morning show is on my channel tomorrow, so make sure to check out that. I'll be putting a link in the chat here in a second for that. But uh, I'm happy to see everyone here and uh, even some new faces. So that's awesome. I'm not even on the right video. How about that? Mm -hmm. I'm on the struggle bus this morning, guys. In case you couldn't, couldn't want <laughs> want. There we go. A little SpongeBob action. 
falling on a budget. That's our uh, topic for this morning. In case you guys haven't figured that out by now, but I'm sure you have when you clicked onto the video. Yeah, we're going to talk about balling on a budget. You know, how do, how do you do that? You know, uh, I, I believe that regardless of the size of your business, you still have to have some form of a budget um, just so you don't kind of screw yourself over and mess up cash flow. Um, now, the, the larger you're scaled, obviously, the more money that you have to source and to get new inventory and whatnot. But the way I started was cleaning out my basement. Like I had no budget, you know, and my, my thing at first was, okay, well, I just, I, I just need to make enough money just to like sustain myself for the time being. But then after a while I saw that this could be a tangible business. So at that point I had to start setting budgets, you know, like how much do I have per week? that I can go out and source new stuff to resell on eBay. You know, my very first budget was a hundred bucks a week. Um, and I had to stretch that hundred dollars, you know, um, ideally I'd go out and I'd drop a hundred and I, I'd be like hoping that I'd be able to make 500. So that way I can build it up to 200 then turn around and turn that into a thousand and be able to keep bumping up my, my budget. Um, how about you guys? Like, what are you, what do you typically I don't I don't really have a budget as far as a dollar amount. My my budget is more of a percentage okay. of, of what my profits are. And what I tend to do, I mean, as far as reinvesting, I I reinvest about fifty percent. I mean, most of my money after everything's done and paid, most of the profits get turned right around back into it. Yeah. I, I don't really pay myself per se at, at this point. I mean, other than like paying, paying things that need to be paid, but I don't, I don't pay myself like any spending cash, really any, any walk around money. I, I try to turn 100% of the eBay money back into eBay or back into other things that are going to make me money. I have a couple other little things that go on that that I that gets me my pocket money, little local flips and stuff like that. But as yeah. far as my, my online sales, that that's all pretty much a a hundred percent reinvestment. So if I had a good week last week, I have more money this week to reinvest. If I had a bad week, I have less money. You know? For sure. Yeah. So I, I do pretty much the same thing as you tell me, like I probably put at least 50% of what I make back into the business. Um, and the rest, like I, I don't, I don't really keep pocket cash either. Um, I have a certain amount set aside that is obviously sourcing money that would be considered part of that 50%. And then the rest, I just uh, basically pay bills with, you know what I mean? Like whatever bills are allotted to me that week, I, pretty much pay so that's kind of what i do how about you nate like with me um you know amazon's uh cash flow heavy you know type of flip so basically for me like i'll i'll pay my bills i'll keep some pocket money where you know i, I know what i need for the kids or whatever and then the rest of that will go in all in amazon basically um you know um when I first started out reselling and everything, I just did the eBay thing and I was basically forced to 
get some money together quickly. So I went and got clothes and, and stuff like that. But there was like a dollar or something like that at the Goodwill. And I you know, mm -hmm. put it up. And, you know, that's basically how I started. Like anything that was left after bills, like I just threw it in. You know what I mean? And got it going because, um, you know, I was hurt at the time I started. So there wasn't, I didn't have like the bigger paychecks like I do now where, you know, I, I, maybe I'd have an easier start, but, uh, you know, like it was, it was a rough start. You know what I mean? Like just taking 20 bucks and, and throwing it in and hopefully it sells real quick. And, you know, it was a rough go at first, but you know, we're doing pretty decent now. For sure. D says, I like to see resellers using coupons and deals when they can. Yeah, I've seen firsthand Nate doing that with uh, Ollie's when he sources for Amazon. Yeah, I love Ollie's coupons. Once you spend, once you get to like, if they had a higher level, I'd be like the command in general for them or whatever that is. But I'm like the highest level it is. So every 200 bucks, I get a 10% a coupon sent back to me. So every shopping trip there probably is. 200 bucks plus so kelly says that she reuses boxes to save on supplies i do the same thing like most of the stuff i ship out uh will probably come in a hospital box <laughs> uh chris says that he uh pays himself a modest salary and the rest gets reinve reinvested uh, which is i i think most of us do that at least in the beginning at least till we're you know, pretty well established. Uh, Eric Bischoff having plenty of capital is dangerous. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you make a bad buy and you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. Eric would know, man. He's balling when it comes to Amazon. So you got to have a little bit of uh, cash to dabble with that. Hey, good morning, Mike McCluskey. Thank you're here. Thanks for being here, man. Victoria says that she hasn't paid herself anything yet too much at first and trying to get that credit card paid off. Yeah, for sure. I fully understand that. Uh, Dee said her town's getting an Ollie's. What's up? I wish we'd get one. Yeah. Reselling addicts are investing most of their um, profits back into inventory as well. Hey, good morning, Andy, the good life. Ash got your uh, snow globe the other day. Uh, we filmed a little unboxing video of it, so... I'll post that here in the next day or two. Yeah, for me, I'm trying to push so hard to, you know, go full time and to get Amazon just really, you know, taking me to that that next possibility of that happening. So, yeah. you know, I'm 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 basically spending my last dollar or, or or you know, you know, getting it ready or whatever to uh, to do that. So. Yeah. Especially now that we're in fourth quarter, like this is the best time to to go, uh, you know, full tilt on sending stuff in and and sourcing and everything like that. So, for sure, um, Helen Prophet says it doesn't take a lot of money to be in this business. Absolutely, especially when you're just starting, because it's the the best thing. You you can take a dollar and turn it into ten any day of the week, you know, and just scale from there. There you go, Tommy. Right. You Nate? No, that wasn't me. Uh, I started on a very minimal budget, you know, and just slowly built and continuously trying to to build. 
but I mean, I did. I started out going to the bins, you know, paying paying a dollar nineteen a pound for clothes to you know sell sell tops and stuff for seven eight bucks, and then I was able to turn some of that into to higher end clothing. And you know, now I'm selling clothes. I'll I'll pay eight bucks for it, but I can sell it for sixty dollars. You know. Yeah, for sure. Hey, good morning, Matt. BK vending and flipping. Um, D says they're seven years in. Both her and her husband uh, do this, and they pay one hundred percent of their bills with the business. Now, let me ask you this: um, How long did it take you to be comfortable with paying all your bills through the business? And are you comfortable? Like, are you like ever worried that you're you're not gonna, you know, like for example, like eBay glitches, like it has been for past month or two like are you ever worried that the business isn't going to fully cover everything or have you guys gotten to the point now where you've scaled enough to where it's um you know uh comfortable for you guys i guess i should say like if i was going to do this this is a part-time you know situation forever like where i'm at right now is like pretty awesome you know what I mean, with the profits and stuff like that. Uh, one thing I probably want to do would grow my eBay a little bigger if I was going to stay this size. But, I mean, I still want to do that full-time. But, you know what I mean, like that, where I'm I'm happy and I'm content with what's going on with everything and, and how the sales and profits are going. For sure. Ken Green said eBay gets a bad rap always. Amazon this, Amazon that. I mean, I think both platforms are, are great platforms depending depending on your your selling model, you know? Yeah, for sure. There I, I have nothing bad to say about eBay. I mean, right now that's it's my primary platform and I couldn't live the lifestyle that I live without eBay. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of people that, that do just eBay and do phenomenal. I mean, full-time, you know, uh, doing it for years and making good money. You know what I mean? It just, for me, I don't, I don't think I could do just eBay. Like I'd be really nervous taking the plunge just with eBay. Not because I don't think it can do it because I see plenty of people is like Tommy and Anthony and and many others that are doing great, but uh, it's just like uh, the sales velocity is what makes it more comforting for me. Well, you, you make a lot more on each sale too on eBay, so that that kind yeah. of picks up for it in my opinion. But I, I think eBay takes a little bit longer to scale to that point, probably. Yeah, there there's I, there's much more ROI on eBay, but it's. It's harder too, you know, because a lot of eBay, unless you're like dealing with new and, and buying in bulk, but if you're going to do that, then you might as well do Amazon because you're, you're probably going to do better there. But when it comes to, to like the pre-owned items, uh, there's a much higher ROI, but there's also a lot longer listing period. There's, there's cleaning. A lot of times there's custom franken boxes, you know, so it takes a little bit more time. You're making more money, but you're spending more time doing it. Yeah, for yeah, sure. For sure. 
Uh, Dino Mac said he uh, sold stuff around the house to start. Friends and family started donating stuff to him rather than to Goodwill. And then he invested his returns in other business, small bills, and RA for eBay. Yeah, man, I, I literally, that that's exactly how I started too. Like uh, probably, I don't know, at least three or four of my auction lots last night were stuff that I had donated from family. So, yeah, I get stuff all the time, you know, that my family's getting rid of that they just don't want around their house anymore. And they know that I'll sell it on eBay and make some money. Even if it's not like anything like high dollar, you know, lotting it together will get you to that dollar you want. Hey, Reseller King's a is a hustler over there. He made 125 on eBay last week, 475 DoorDash, and he still has his full-time job. Oh man, he hustles. FGS says anybody who runs a business as their only source of income should have an emergency fund for slow sales months. Absolutely. You you gotta have some backup money because you never know what happened. But I I feel the same way too. If you're punching a nine to five, you should you you should always have some yeah. emergency fund because you never know what's going to happen. That's going to put you out of business, put you out of work. Yeah, so, I mean that's, that's exactly what I'm trying to grow is just part you know uh, capital to to grow a little bit bigger and have a little more inventory and just have X amount like just stashed away. I don't want to touch it. It's like a super rainy day fun or if i find a mm -hmm. super deal like that would be the only way i'd want to go in and touch it yeah i think that for me like the biggest thing especially with slow sales um luckily like my amazon's kind of taken off this past week because i probably had the slowest week on ebay probably ever this past week um slower well, I don't want to say it's probably slower than when I first started when it was just like Pokemon cards and video games up there um, because I had like some pretty like good cards and stuff up at that time. But yeah, this this past week sucked, but Amazon took off and full transparency. I hadn't put as much effort into eBay as I did Amazon this past week either. So, I mean, I guess kind of things grow where you water them. Um, but um one thing for me is I've invested these good looks into a sugar mama. So even though <laughs> like for example, if Amazon didn't go off, my wife still works 60 plus hours, you know, between two jobs. So we were covered with like the bare necessities if worse came to worse. Um, so like I, I know that's not like something that everybody has that luxury of. Like, I, I'm just blessed in the fact that I have a woman who's, like, a workaholic. So, like, for example, like, she got off um, Christmas Eve and Christmas. She went and picked them up at her uh, private job because they pay time and a half because <laughs> she's that big of a workaholic and she's out there trying to grind to get that money for us. So um, I appreciate that about her. You know what I mean? Like, what I, I would love to spend the holiday with her, but I'm so used to, like, you know what I mean? Using those times like for sourcing and doing other things now that she's worked them for like the past 10 years. But, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I'm lucky in that sense. You know what I mean? Like, if I have a crap week, she makes up for it, and then some. Um, Ken Green says, not saying you guys, but he loves eBay. Takes less to make more versus Amazon. Absolutely. That Honestly, that was one of the bigger reasons I didn't really plunge into Amazon. Really, uh, Nate kind of uh, lured me over to that dark side, you know, just by showing me his numbers. And every time I'd get with him, he'd like teach me a little something about it. And I was like, well, heck, I might as well at least try it, you know. And if it sucks, I'll just go back to eBay full time, you know. So I'm kind of trying to split my time between the two of them. And it's really like I haven't done anything on Poshmark lately. And uh, Macari, it's like I, I haven't cross posted there as much as I normally do either because Amazon's taken a lot more time than I thought it would. Uh, just because once you get the repricer, your stuff starts flying out of there. So you don't really have time to not constantly be thinking about Amazon because you need to make sure you have stuff there so you don't like deplete your whole store. So, um, but yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, because you might be, for example, even if you spend a dollar for something on Amazon, you might only be making a dollar back, you know, so it, the, the gain is so much higher on eBay, you know, because I'll go to a yard sale, you know, I might spend a quarter on something. I might turn around and make 50, 60 bucks on that quarter. You know what I mean? Just depending on what it is. But, um, yeah, it's just one of those things like, um, Amazon's more of like a, I would say a quick nickel, whereas eBay is more of like a slow dime, even though I've kind of always went for the quick nickel on eBay too. But, like, in terms of platforms, Amazon's just much more fast, but it's for a much smaller return. At least that, that's my take on it being, what, a month in? Maybe a little over a month in? Uh, see, next, next year, I, I really plan on diving into Amazon. And, I mean, you guys know me. I'm, I'm a real number analytical person, and I, I really break that down. And yeah, you can you can make more, like say per item, on eBay versus Amazon. But when you compare, like you know, basically where I was comparing time with with YouTube and stuff yesterday, when you compare your time spent, because like like I say with eBay, you know, with the way I do it, it it's a lot of one off. I I invest a lot of time into you know, sourcing the product, comping the product, bringing it home, cleaning it up, prepping it, taking pictures, then storing it, then packing it and all of that, running it to the post office. By the time you calculate that time, like say if I, I, I buy something, I sell it for 25 bucks and I break the time invested into that versus picking 60 is something up for Amazon that I'm only going to make, you know, two bucks a piece on, but I'm bringing it home and I can't really say what's involved. That's why I got to compare it, but I bring it home and I send it out to Amazon and I never see the product again. What, where am I making the most per hour? Uh, I'd, I'd probably say Amazon for sure, because of the, like you're, you're saying like the time. Amazon, you're just smacking a label and throw it in the box, and then off it goes, and then you, you don't have to ship it. You don't have to do any of that. Like in yeah, the last you know, week, you're, you're dealing with mostly, well, new product, so there's no cleaning involved. Right. You, know, you don't have to photo it. Amazon's already got that. There's no descriptions. Amazon's already got that. You know, 
it, it's probably I'm sure your pricing strategy on Amazon is probably easier on Amazon than it is comping and researching on eBay. What can I get for this one-off item? You know, right? I mean, like the the comping and stuff. Like Anthony's seeing me in action. I scan it. I look if it's a double up. If it's not a double up or more, mm-hmm. and the rank or the ranking, you know, is, as long as the ranking's good, it's going to my buggy. And the question yep. is, now how many am I grabbing? Am I grabbing two, or am I grabbing all they have? You know what I mean? I, yeah. I went in the store and grabbed a hundred of an item that you know the it was only a double up, and now it's it's selling for three times the amount of money that I expected. You know what I mean? I'm making two or three dollars a piece on a very low investment so mm-hmm. i've sold 80 of them in this month so okay like for instance here say say you're gonna go and you're gonna buy a hundred or something or, or, or you're gonna spend a hundred bucks let's do it that way you're gonna spend a hundred bucks on an amazon item and it's gonna bring you back 300 bucks okay would you do that oh yeah I would do okay. it if it was two hundred dollars. Anthony, on on eBay, would you spend a hundred bucks? That's going to bring you back three hundred dollars on eBay. If it was a quick flip, yes. Okay. Now, now if I'm spending a hundred dollars and I got to wait a year to get that three hundred, probably not. Okay. So say say it's something like a stereo receiver that you pick up at a at a rummage. Okay, Anthony. Hypothetically, I don't know. That's just what comes to mind. Yeah. How long would it take you to bring it home, test it, clean it, you know, prep it, make your box for it? Because you're probably going to have to make a box and pad it and all that. How long do you think it would take you? And then, you know, you're you're listing your pictures to get it listed, and then it sits on your shelf. Let's not worry about how long it's going to sit on the shelf, but just sit on the shelf. But then you have to take it off the shelf and then get it labeled out, run it to the post office. How much time do you think you would have invested in that? Probably a good bit, and truth be told, a lot of times stuff like that kind of goes on the back burner till I feel like doing it too. Yeah, I have. I always start with what I, I start first with what I'm excited about. Then I go to whatever's the easiest to list, just to build a little bit of momentum, and then from there, like, like I'll, I'll just mentally, I'll be like, huh, I'm feeling good today. Why don't I tackle this, or why don't I tackle that? Like, I have project stuff. Like, for example, I have a couple of laptops that <laughs> either need to figure out how to like get running or I need to just like pull apart. But I mean, for me to pull it apart for parts, it's going to take several hours probably because I have two of them. So that could be a four hour job. Just getting it harvested so that I can list it. So then Nate, say you're picking these items up Walmart, a buck a piece, you know, and you're going to make us, you know, three, three dollar profit on it there's a hundred of them how long is that going to take you to process and be done with it never not see it again if i just did that item and sent it in in a box or whatever yeah 25 minutes uh, see so it's really it, to me it, it sounds like it's really a horse apiece it all just depends on yeah but the question is too is okay you get that item on ebay or whatever when are you going to get paid for that item? When is that item going to sell? Where, like, where with Amazon, I've already sold. I sent in a hundred of an item. I sold eighty in a month. You know what I mean? Like, my return is coming this month versus the question mark of all question marks of, of eBay. Now, I love eBay. I'm not trying to bash eBay. 
I don't want anybody thinking I am. I'm just explaining why I love Amazon and why I would rest my loyals on that. And that's why my business plan has been like that. So I know a lot, everyone loves eBay and in the chat and maybe not as much Amazon, but I'm just, just being honest here, guys. Especially with you working full time, I feel like it suits you better because you don't have time to to basically feed eBay the way it does, you know needs to be fed for it to be profitable. Well, I mean, like even even if I did, even if I worked part time, say, and I was able to go hunt more for you know estate sales and stuff like that, or or just Goodwills just around the area, mm-hmm. a lot of that opportunity dries up, especially over the winter. So we're looking at like six months or four or five months that you know now i'm getting possibly pickles or stuff that i'm just kind of desperately reaching at you yeah. know, at an early part of you know doing ebay and stuff like that or even just reselling it you know that's that's what makes it hard is going through those those walls that uh you know that you hit and stuff like that that's why i went after amazon right after january because i, I saw it you know, with my own eyes in my first couple months, I'm going to these Goodwills and stuff and, you know, it's it's getting rough because everyone's shopping at them and the price are going up and mm-hmm. just tough. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Cease said, spend, spend time scanning items to sell on Amazon too. That See, that's one thing where I think eBay probably has it like at my point right now like Nate, maybe you're familiar you kind of know what you're looking for you know what what's sells but like right now i feel i could i could go go into a goodwill and find a hundred dollars worth of profit faster for ebay items than i could amazon items i could i could walk in i could walk into a store that me and Anthony have went to a few times and, and basically any store and almost find a hundred dollars pretty quick. Cause the thing is with Amazon, you have to know what you could sell. You know what I mean? Like if I can't sell toys and I'm first starting out, I'm not going to go to toy owl. I might go there because I want to maybe have a chance for eBay no matter what, yeah. you know, I might see a clearance deal or whatever, but you want to go with what you could sell. You know what I mean? You go to the, the kitchen stuff, you go to the, the food or the, uh, or the or the cleaning products or whatever you go to that type of stuff and then once you find one of those items for Amazon already now it's what about this one it's a little different variation and then if you have the keep of charts and stuff you could see okay this ranking is similar or you maybe even better okay I'm gonna grab a bunch because I already know this sells at this rate and this one's better so yeah for sure um, I'm just gonna have a few of the comments here peddling profits said that uh, First thing they learned a long time ago was to pay off your debt first so that you have no bills. Put a percentage of your income towards doing that. Um, when that is done, reinvest in other things. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely don't want to have that debt. You know what I mean? It, it almost kills me having like, you know, X amount left towards my working capital loan. But I'm kind of paying that off like with money I haven't seen yet. You know what I mean? It's almost like coming directly out of my paycheck. So it's not like I'm physically going there and paying it. So it's kind of like out of sight, out of mind. So I don't mind that yeah. so much. I, I love the, I love the, the working capital loan because for, for the exact reason you say, you, yep. you don't really see it. So you don't miss it. It's not like getting it in your hand and then having to give it up. 
Exactly. It comes out before it even comes to me. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Um, and like I said, I'll be taking another one as soon as this one's depleted. Yeah, I'm going to re-up too. And so, so on that working capital loan, what what did you have to pay back on top of the, your your the money they gave you? It was like two grand for like three fifty. Yeah, three sixty five. See, like if I like that's why I'm thinking about doing this. And I'm I I don't have any debit other than my car payment, which is yeah. not that bad or whatever. And um, it'll build your credit too. Yeah, because you're getting a loan and paying it off. But by the same point, like. I, I took a, a, the higher amount paid back for a lower amount coming out of my sales because in case I do have crap weeks, you know what I mean? I'd much rather lose 15% of that crap week than, you know, up to 30 or however many percent, you know? So that, that was kind of my logic behind it is it'll at least still give me like capital to work with. Um, so that was, that was the idea. Uh, steampunk i'd be curious to know how long it took you to build that up to that 200k like like for example like what were you making in your first year on ebay but that's awesome man congratulations like with uh like i haven't even tried to look for the uh you know the, the uh working capital but if it's only 350 and i had two grand to play with on amazon i would profit you know i'd, I'd turn 2000 in the to four at least so i might actually do that did i jump the gun on that anthony what's that did i jump the gun on that on what uh it's a ashley however you say your last name yeah is ash in here i i don't know i i thought it was a troll so i deleted the comment right away oh i i'm not even down there yet i'm still like way up i'm so i'm so used to seeing that you're as you on messenger and i'm like why would he do that <laughs> so i i deleted the comment and if it was her i'm sorry oh <laughs> uh, what did it say it just said hi guys oh no you might have jumped the gun i might have i apologize if i did <laughs> i thought the same thing when i saw it so <laughs> yep. i'm just she, glad she i didn't do today. it she, she's probably laying in bed oh no sorry bae you're you're in the doghouse. Sorry, sorry, Ashley. I just with everything that's been going on with the YouTube thing and the stuff that went on with your auction last night, I was like, no, nope, she didn't that. know about that yet. She was sleeping whenever I came upstairs. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, good looking out either way. Well, we're like Tommy. Why did you delete my comments? <laughs> robo call. I hate those robo calls. Right, I get them like every every day at the same time. I bet you some troll like invented those. Yeah, right. I see. Uh, I see someone else's wife in the chat. I see. I see Destiny in here. Shamrock Pixie. Did you hide? Did you hide Ash, or is she still there? No, she should still be here. I just, oh, okay. I just deleted the comment. Yeah, because that's her. Uh, that's her YouTube. Is just her name. Yeah, because she says yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. What up, Bay? I'll have to tell you about them trolls last night. Yeah, that's why I got trigger happy there. I was like, Whoop, nope, stopping it before it starts. <laughs> Tommy tried to do the A-town stomp on, uh, on the troll. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought the same thing. I, I said it in private chat, and I was like, is that your wife? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, she, she's off today, so it doesn't surprise cool. me that you pop in to show a little bit of love and support. That's Actually. Up. Actually, you need to take a, a vacation day or 
or have an off day during the the weekend or something one day and uh need to get together yeah, I know, my wife would like that, to meet man. you guys i keep telling her that with her um she has to work two weekends a month at the hospital and then with her uh, private job um typically they offer her more hours on the weekend too because no one wants to work the weekends yeah so she works pretty much almost every weekend um, sometimes though she doesn't work like long hours though. So if it's a day that she's short hours, maybe we can plan something then too. I'm excited for, uh, next or Thanksgiving week. I think it's next week. I'm off, uh, Thursday. They made me come in for four hours on Friday. Dude, I'm going black Friday shopping on, uh, Thanksgiving day. <laughs> yeah, I think we are too. Cause I can go in anytime Friday. So I might go in at like three o'clock in the evening. And leave at seven, and then I'm off Saturday and Sunday. I, I took a personal day Sunday, so nice. I'll be uh, I'll be a busy guy during that period. Um, Victoria's asking what repricer do I use? Um, she's been thinking about getting one. Um, here's the awesome thing: I'm on a one month free trial. Uh, I went to repricer.com by Excelco. Uh, it's it's a really really good one. So what I would suggest is hop on there. And uh, just sign up for the uh, free trial. And then once that runs out, because it's Nate said it's like 200 bucks a month to stay with them because they're like really top class. Um, I, I can't afford that yet. So uh, I'm going to just hop over on another free trial of a different like <clears throat> rival. Afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would, you know, unless you find one that's, you know, having a special deal where you're locked in or, you know, one that the fees aren't too bad on and you like it. You know, I would just bounce around to try a bunch of different ones and use the free months and save yourself the money. Uh, the one he's talking about, it was probably the best one I've used. I used, I think, three different ones. And, now what, uh, what, what, am I looking for? what am I looking for? Like you say, this this repricer is a really good one. This one, how what what makes a repricer good or not so good? Um, like, what are you looking for in benefits of a repricer when you're looking at them? Basically, you're looking at the speed. You want to make sure the speed is going to be fast enough where, you know, you don't want one that's going to reprice every eight hours or every hour. You want one that's going to reprice like every at least 15 minutes or okay. sooner because the other people who have these super ones like Anthony's using, they do instant. There's ones that do instantly. Like the second the price changes, Boom! They're jumping on it and they're going down a penny where you're out of the buy box. You know what I mean. So, if you're out of the buy box all the time and the only thing you're doing is tanking the price, then you know either he's going to sell out, which depending on what he has, he might have a bunch of inventory and you know, and you might be waiting a while or you know, like I'll use AMZ Scout and double check stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean that and the features like Aura, I like a lot because. You know, I showed you uh, the, um, you know, one of the pages where it shows you your sales and your profit and the cost and your ROI on all your stuff. Hey, thanks, Cody. Like, Appreciate that. And don't don't worry about the timeout. No big deal. Yeah, I, I like all that because it kind of, it, it, it shows me in black and white what my numbers are. You know what I mean? Where my ROI and stuff. And it's easy to set a minimum, maximum. And they're they're adding new stuff to it too, so it's it's kind of I guess when I joined it was kind of at the beginning aura, but now uh, they're really step up their game pretty well. 
Jody, don't feel bad because when she first came in, I totally jumped the gun and she didn't say anything besides <laughs> hi. <laughs> yeah, don't don't worry about it. Um, yeah, she, she wouldn't call you a turd. She was she would call trolls turds. Um, See, everybody everybody's on the defense because of all this garbage that's been happening. Yeah, for sure. It's totally understandable, you know. I'm still like 15 minutes behind in the actual chats because there's a lot of people dropping really good nuggets in the chat. And I want to make sure that I don't miss any questions. And I want to make sure like if you are saying something awesome, I want to make sure that it, it's out there and it's shared for everybody. Because like, for example, like me, Nate and Tommy, like we're not the end all be all in reselling. In fact, there's probably some of you in chat that probably know more than us i mean there's probably somebody in chat right now that probably makes as much as all three of us put together you know so um i want to make sure that this isn't just a show for us but i mean we consider you guys entrepreneurs too because you're out there doing it every day you know what i mean like even some some people have full-time jobs part-time jobs and you know you're mm -hmm. crushing it either way so i, I appreciate y'all um anthony has a question here uh what uh, video editing uh, do you use for YouTube? Um, he has good content, but he needs to tighten up his channel. So I use iMovie. Um, it's available on Mac and or iPhones or like iPads, like any Apple products. Uh, it is free on there and it is amazing. Like I love it. Um, I know a lot of larger YouTubers, like for example, like Lonnie, RBA Flips, Thriftmine, they all use it too. And um, they produce pretty good content and nice quality stuff with it as well. Um, I, I just happen to have a Mac, so I use that. Um, little secret tip that I use while doing it too is I'll airdrop it from my Mac to my phone because the rendering time is a fraction of the time as it is on the computer, and then I'll airdrop it back to the computer to upload to YouTube. So that's just like a little inside tip um, you know, that I do with, with iMovie. Um, it's so much because it, it'll take forever to render on the computer for some reason. Like it, it could take, depending on how long your, your video is, it could take up to like two, three hours. So I throw it on my phone and it literally renders within anywhere from like five to 10 minutes and same quality too. So I, I don't know how that happens, but it's like amazing. See, I do all live. So I, I haven't done a whole lot of editing. I've done a little bit of editing for destiny for me and and the kids and i i've used move avi and filmora and the rendering speed a lot of it has to do with your your computer too like when i did it on one computer it took a really long time to render and then on my newer computer it basically goes it, it renders about minute for minute so if it's if it's a 10 minute video it takes about 10 minutes to render yeah, I don't like the, uh, my the, older laptop. A same ten minute video could take forty minutes to render. Yeah, like I use Filmora, and uh, I mean my laptop's newer, but it's nothing fan yeah special or fantastic. Uh, um, but uh, I don't know if it's just Filmora that does it fast. But when I do a video, it's usually like if it's a ten minute video, it takes ten minutes to yeah. render. You know what I mean? So. I mean, I, I guess a lot of it has to do with your 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 uh, processor and your RAM, but in your computer. But um, some of it, a problem, I think a lot of it has to do too with the the, um, the quality that your your 
either your phone or if you have a GoPro is actually um, filming at. Like if I'm doing a video, I'm doing it on my GoPro. So it's already at, you know, uh, 1080p or whatever. And my videos are, you know, done in that. So it doesn't um, doesn't take long, as long to code and, and to, up, like, uh, to upgrade the, the quality. Right. Yeah. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna render out a a 4K video versus a 1080 versus a 720, there's a big speed difference between the rendering in those three. Jenny's asking. Um, we went to source for Amazon. It seemed to take very long just to find if just to find something. Um, she said it must be doing something wrong. Although um, it's been a while. So. When I first started to, like, I was just basically grasping at straws, um, trying to find anything that was profitable. But once you find certain items, like, for example, uh, I, I stopped at Dollar Tree yesterday, and I literally already knew what I was going to get. There's there's three items that I pick up there. One is a seasonal, seasonal replenishable, and the other two should just be, like, regular replenishables. So I just go straight to those three items. I grab the count that I need, throw in my cart and I'm, I'm good to go. You know, if I have time, I'll scan a few other things and see if I can find anything else. But once you, once you find replenishables, it's so much easier, like stuff that'll sell. And then you can go rebuy that inventory and send it in again and it'll sell again. Um, that stuff, um, that stuff's like invaluable. It, it literally cuts your time down. Like for example, if you watch like any of bearded pickers videos where he's out doing the traveling sourcing, he literally will pick one item and he'll go to like each store buying just that one item. Then he'll hit the next one, buy just that one item. And then he'll put together a big shipment just of that one item. And, you know, like I think once you get those items down and you know what you're picking up before you even go into the store, I think that's where you really start to pick up speed with it, but I'm still like so new to it that I'm not entirely sure what I can and can't sell yet. So I'm scanning all kinds of random stuff just to see like, Hey, would this be something that would work for me? And Nate taught me that if you're not sure if it's like your first time buying something, you do a test buy, you buy two items. And if one sells, and then the other one sells, like they both sell really quick, then you know to go back and buy more of those, like a higher quantity. But if one sells and then like a month later, another one sells, you probably don't want to go heavy on it again. So I've been doing a lot of test buys too. And typically test buy, I just buy two items. I know some people say three. Um, I just buy two in case the item sucks. Um, so, so Nate, would you advise, like, like I had talked to you the – when you were at work that one night about about them bags mm -hmm. okay when when you're first starting out because that's kind of you know that was a clearance item that's kind of very limited stock you know so you don't really have the opportunity to do a test buy because by the time you get them home send them in and say oh yeah these are a great item you go back they're gone do you, do you suggest maybe not even messing with like the clearance items and just try to find everyday pickup products are, are you better off doing that than worrying about the clearance until you get to know what sells and what don't i mean um now that i'm using keepa keepa is like basically 
you know, my my second opinion of like, you know, how you guys would come to me or you know, ask somebody yeah. else or do your own research. Keep it as is that for me, because it's not going to give me a guess or what I think will happen. It's going to show me in black and white, like, okay, this this product is sold from here, you know, from October to November, um, you know, ninety times or one time or whatever the case is, and it'll show me the listing price. And, you know what the buy box has been at because sometimes when you scan an item on Amazon, you know, you'll see like, oh, it's 35 bucks, but that was because it, you know, the next person that was in line um, had it up so high and now it's not selling and it's just sitting at 35. And then, you know, then it drops down to 19 again, and then it starts selling. You know, I mean, there, you'll see trends in prices and sales history. So, like, for example, like, if I would have saw something in clearance and it does have a high sales velocity like that, where it sells multiple, multiple times a month, then I would grab them all and not really worry too much because a, if someone tries to tank the price, it's going to recover because it's selling in a good amount per month. And B, you know, either I can hold it and wait for the price to go up too. You know what I mean? Sometimes like, like when I first send an item in, sometimes I, even though I have all of that data and stuff like that, if it's not selling at like say above twenty a month, I'll only send in five. You know what I mean? I'll keep some inventory here because I don't want to have my storage go up high too. So, but yeah, I use Keepa. Keepa is, you know, if you're if you're really taking a huge dive into Amazon and you're really investing a lot of money. You definitely want to have keep on your side, or at least you know have someone to bounce that off of that has that, because that's going to tell you in black and white what you're going to want to know. And how much? How much is keep? Seventeen bucks a month. Oh, okay. So. Then uh, the thing that's nice too is if you have a desktop, um, there's a Chrome extension. So anytime you go on an Amazon page of a product, it will show you that data instantly. Yeah, that, no, that I have. I'm familiar with the extension. Yeah, like the the free extension, it will show you. Uh, it's limited. It won't show you the like the sales rank, how it dips, and how many sales. But I think it shows you the price, and I think how many people are on the listing. I think so. It shows you some data on the free, the free one, but the the paid one is where you're going to see how many sales per month and and stuff like that. So that's where it makes it worth so you know worthwhile seeing the the price drops. I mean the rank drops and how many sales it does a month. So we had a question here from um, Eric Bischoff, what happened at the auction? So last night I was on NASCAR Man's auction, and uh, we had a couple trolls, probably the same troll, just doing it, different things. Uh, so this troll created accounts that mirrored the exact same username as actual people that were in their bidding. So uh, they were using that to go and pretend bid and uh, basically try to screw up the auction. So we had that happen, uh, you know, a few times. First one was uh, they tried under Willow's name. Then they came back as Dennis Dew. And then they came back as Donatello Bottolino. Um, so they did that at least three times that we caught last night. So um, they were trying to basically throw it off. And the crazy thing is the only way to tell that they weren't the actual people was to actually click and check their sub count. So um, 
I, I didn't realize that YouTube, you could take the exact same username. Like for example, if I wanted to be the bargain effect, I could go right now, I guess, and sign up for an account as the bargain effect, just like Tommy, take his little uh, logo, plug it in there and, you know what I mean? Be able to troll people as Tommy and no one would know unless they would check to see, oh, well, I don't have the 450 some subs that Tommy has. You know what I mean? So that's pretty much what they were doing last night. Um, Jenny said she sent me an instant message. I'll check it right after the show, Jenny. But I'm sure that we're we're probably good there. Uh, yeah, a couple other people asked what happened at the auction. So, well, I'm pretty sure that yeah, Ash is talking about the trolls here, where she says turds, and you can tell that's really Ashley because she's quick to call someone a turd. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw a question. Oh, here, Bill D. asked Nate, "What what is your ballpark monthly expenses to be able to sell on Amazon?" By expenses, you mean like with the apps and stuff? I or? imagine they're talking. <clears throat> yeah, I imagine they're talking the apps and whatever you need to, or like a, a cat, like a minimum cash flow to jump into. I, I think he's talking about your your reoccurring monthly expenses, whether it be apps or insurance or fees, you know, memberships like your your seller membership. I think he's kind of just looking at a ballpark figure of a month to month bills insurance is 60 a month and that also covers your ebay stuff too um uh i have brick seek it's 10 bucks a month i use a repricer it's 50 bucks a month i use keepa and then i have 40 uh um professional for amazon you know the professional sellers account so that's basically all that I can think of uh, fee-wise for costs and stuff like that. I try to do it as much on the cheap as I can. You know what I mean? Like my repricer, I got grandfathered in 50 and they charge 90 now. Um, so I'm, I, I was happy to, to be you know stuck at that price. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't use um, inventory labs or anything like that. Uh, it might be something I do in the future. If I was full time, I would 100% do it because it would save me time and um, just make life a little bit easier. Um, a lot of these apps, they just make it, you know, quicker for you to, to process your shipments or or source or whatever the case is. So, if you're doing it on a a part time, you know, thing like I am, you know, what I mean, you don't need all that stuff. I would just recommend Keepa, uh, you know. If you're depending on how many items you sell, you know, the 40, if you're selling over 40 items a month, definitely get the professional because that will open up more items you could sell because of the dollar per item that comes out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I recommend, uh, you can, you can use the, the free brick seek, you know, that I use the $10 one cause it goes a little farther out, but, uh, it's not as much. You know, compared to what I'm making, it's just it's very minimal. Um, Jenny's asking, so would you just send three items, or what would be your best shipment? So, I 
Nate's pretty much taught me like the more you can send at one time, the better because you get cheaper shipping rates. Um, I've probably made that mistake early on is like as soon as I have enough to fill like a decent sized box, I pack it up and send it in, which I probably shouldn't do. I should probably save it up till I have like several decent sized boxes. I think the, the main reason I've been doing it that way is because if I have several large boxes, it becomes unmanageable for me to do on my own, especially like with being on a weight limit as far as what I can and can't lift. So I've been kind of doing it the, I would say the wrong way, but like really the only way I can do it unless Ash is off, which is hardly ever. So, um, yeah, yeah. About what I would suggest is save it up till you get a lot of boxes. Um, I guess one thing you probably could do is schedule pickup too, but don't they charge you now to do that, Nate? Yeah. Uh, FedEx was free, which I love FedEx. They were cheaper and they did the free home pickups and, uh, USPS, they, you can either, you know, if you do, depending on what your shipment is and if you need them, you know, they could do it on a scheduled pickup, you know, for like every time that, yeah, I think, I think I picked up seven boxes. I think the minimum or you know, the most they charge is like 10 bucks to pick it up. And, um, or you could do it like a, uh, a monthly fee where, you know, they, you pay X, I think I can't remember what it is. I think it's like 15 a week or 10 a week. And you're you have them basically on call to pick up, you know, within a certain time frame. Here's a question for you, Nate. DC sales. At what point? How many items would you say that extra app is a necessity? Um, but like a repricer or um, inventory labs. Like with a repricer, once you get, um, and once you get like two or three shipments in and get around say say around diff like 50 different products or so or close to that i would start using the trials and stuff like that um inventory labs like i said like that's more of like a super convenience thing you know i i do the big shipments where i'm sending seven or eight boxes or, or at least five boxes out where it's like 300 items or two, at least 200 items. So, I mean, that's just based on, you know, your, uh, you know, like a, it's more of a convenience thing. You don't really need it um, versus, you know, having it or whatever. Uh, Veronica, I'm praying for you. If you need anything, send me an email. Continue to pray. Um, speaking of prayer, um, 2 p.m. today on uh, my other channel, Cellular Ministries. There's a link in the description if you guys are interested. We have Bible study there. Um, you know, so feel free to come over and check it out. It's going to be me and uh, Hip Flip and Mama. Should be a good time. We're doing Acts chapter 9, which is a fantastic, fantastic chapter. So. Yes, uh, if there's a limit on what you can have cubic and FBA, if you have a professional account, it's it's unlimited unless your sell-through rate uh, compared to what you have in inventory uh, changes or whatever. So, uh, you know, right now I'm unlimited, so I can send in as much stuff as I want. Um, but I, I try to be very diligent on what I do send in because I don't want to have stuff that, you know, next you know tanks and then I'm paying all this storage every month or whatever. Oh, I did forget about storage as a fee. 
that varies on what your uh, cubic you know size is, and they change those prices uh, fourth quarter. They they almost double. To start apps, I would recommend Keepa, the Amazon app, and you know depending on what you're going to do, you know, you know sourcing wise, like if you're just kind of dabbling around trying to test out the waters, just get the free account. But if you're going to, you know, definitely start going heavy into Amazon, I'd definitely just go with the professional. They do it every year, uh, the in storage fees, and then they do. That's the long-term fees every year, and then they do a monthly one. The monthly one is, uh, I think it was like, uh, it was like a dollar or something a, a cubic foot. So, like, usually mine are like thirty bucks, forty bucks. This last month, I had a hundred twenty-dollar one. So it was, it was kind of pricey. Yeah, but Eric, for sure, like with the uh, the apps and the software, depending on, you know, what you're doing and everything, you know what I mean? You don't want to get yourself too into it with the with the different apps, but they definitely save you a lot of time. Inventory Labs does. Um, I'm probably going to possibly think about adding that to my, uh, my uh, repertoire of apps that uh, I have or whatever. I'm probably going to go do the free month trial and, see how much of a difference it is now that I'm really like good with sending in products and stuff. Mm -hmm. For sure. Hey, you have a good day. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us for a little bit there. Appreciate it. She's been hiding. I haven't seen CCC in a while. Trip C. Yeah. A little bit. I'm glad she came in. Lisa says maybe the troll will come so they can get struck by lightning. <laughs> I guess it should be to the Bible study. That's funny. Um, I think I think it was Paul up there that was saying uh, UPS doesn't do pickups, do they? No, they, they do. You just got to pay. I think. They yeah. Ten bucks. Yeah, like from I think it's I think it's ten bucks every time I've had them pick up, but I usually have them pick up with five or more boxes because it's just going to take me multiple trips to Staples in my car. Yeah, I actually have a, a UPS agent, and the you can have it like if you're just randomly sending stuff in, you can go on their site and you can have a pickup, and it's like ten dollars a pickup. Or if you feel you're going to be sending stuff out regularly, you can get a get a discount and it's like fourteen dollars a week and they'll do three pickups that week like if you're really gonna be banging stuff out. Right. So you, you can call and get a sign up for a UPS account, get an agent, and they'll negotiate. And if you can send out X amount of packages, you can even get free pickups. Like say you wanted them to come every Monday and you can say I'm gonna have five boxes for you. You know, then they'll they'll negotiate with you depending on quantity you send out to do free pickups. Yeah, see, like for me, like I'll source one maybe two days a week, but I'll do I'll do one big like of inventory. So I just do the the one pickup a week. Or if I did, uh, like if I was full time, it'd be a necessity. <laughs> well, I guess it also might depend on 
how many boxes I'm sending to. I don't know. It just depends. I'm cheap. If you're looking for a guy to do Amazon and save some money or do what the for the first less as you can, this guy. <laughs> it took me a while to get a repricer. I was just stubborn for that. But once I did, man, I loved it. A Anthony can uh can give some data on that. He uh he's seen a real spike in sales from the Oh yeah. I mean my my Amazon was pretty much dead, then I got the repricer and it was like boom. Oh. It was like hitting it with them paddles that the doctors use. Like when somebody flatlines, like the minute that repricer hit, it was just like sales started flowing in. So, yeah, I highly suggest getting that repricer. Um, like I said, if you're new, just use the um, free ones in the beginning. There's no sense in paying for it until you have to. Um, because right now, like, honestly, I wouldn't be able to afford the repricer anyway, especially a $200 one. Like, that, that would be insane. Yeah, they uh, they start at, I think there's some that start at 30, but there is some that just go insane. I mean, crazy numbers. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think I could ever see myself spending $200, $300 a month on a repricer. But, I mean, I guess that also depends on how deep I'm in the Amazon game at that point, too, because right. if things keep sure. going like they are, I'm sure that that one has some bells and whistles that none of the other ones are going to have. That's true. In the buy box is, is half the game of Amazon. I mean, I, I would say if, if you're making several thousand dollars on a shipment, then, I mean, a $200 repricer is pretty much nothing at that rate. Yeah. But if you're like me, like making like pennies because you're just starting, then it's it's definitely not worth spending that kind of money on it. I have goals of one day sending in truckloads of, of stuff to Amazon. Dude, that would be awesome. I mean, I have the, the warehouse and everything, so. <laughs> For sure. That's what's up. Eric says, make good friends with your EPS guy. Um, that way they'll stop and pick up your boxes. Might have to start giving him a, tink, a tip, wink, wink. Yeah, for sure. Come, come here on Monday mornings. Yep. There might be a $20 bill laying here for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, Misha, I, got a, I just got a regular uh, pit bull. That's Cujo. I, I didn't pick his name. <laughs> I got him when he was a year old already, and he was already known as Cujo, so he stayed Cujo. It's kind of hard to switch up names. My kids were calling him all types of Paw Patrol names. <laughs> hey, Dan. Good to see you. I'll tell him, no matter how clean this room is, you always find something. Yes, I think we're going to uh, start winding down here right now, guys. Um, if you have any questions or anything that you want to throw out there, we'll answer them. Um, but either of you guys have any last minute things you want to say? Um, I, I don't really. You know, just thank you again for coming in and spending the morning with us. Looking forward to see you on Nate's channel tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to drop the link here in one second. thought I had it copied, but 
it went away. Anything you want to say, Nate? Uh, channels on uh, the show's on my channel tomorrow, and uh, check out me for a live hangout. Either I'm probably gonna be Friday uh, after these uh, show. So make sure to check out for that. Come hang out with us. I'll answer questions I'll, while I'm doing my eBay or even maybe even doing some Amazon sourcing on, on my computer. Yep. So uh, Matt's asking when you start Amazon, what can you sell? Um, you can sell home goods. You can sell um, like edible stuff. Um, trying to think of the kind of stuff I'm sending in might be helpful to you. Um I mean, honestly, just scan stuff. It'll tell you if you can if you can sell it. Like for the most part, you're not going to be able to sell toys, um, at least like brand new ones. You might be able to sell some like used stuff, but at that rate, eBay is probably better for a lot of that stuff. Um, so yes, the, that scanning app is going to be like your best friend. Yeah, the home category is going to be your best friend. Home and kitchen. That 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 category is 86 million products. Yep. So when you're scanning, you want to make sure be in the, I think it's around like the 10 million and down roughly or 8 million and down. Cause you always want to be at least in the top 10%. So, I mean, that by itself is just a monster category. There's so much stuff and opportunity and just, you know, when you're outsourcing scan stuff that you might be into, just take notice of what brands that you might not be able to, to sell it with and just, you know, kind of just, Forget those, you know, and go after another brand and look at something else, look at another uh, type of product. But once you start finding, you know, one or two products, or like one product, like think of another variation of that product or, you know, or something similar to that product, especially when you start sending that one in and you're making sales, chances are that one other one's going to sell just as well most of the time. Uh, Victoria, yes, it's it's 10 a.m. Eastern Time, uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, the schedule is Monday and Friday is Tommy's channel. Tuesday and Thursday is my channel, and Wednesday is Nate's channel. So we we split it up that way. So just remember 10 a.m. and like you said, you subbed uh, all three of us. So with that being the case, uh, you, you won't miss it. Thank you so much for subbing. Appreciate it. Yeah. So do I. I uh, threw your wrench too, by the way. Um, you know, I like I like having a sea of blue. That way, if trolls pop in, we can get them real quick. I subbed her channel. She's at the uh, thing ninety six subs. So if anybody yeah, wants to check her out, I'm sure that there's four people in here right now that that probably aren't subbed to her. So if you would go ahead and sub to her real quick, let's get her over a hundred. Show some love. Sub, sub to everybody. Matt, three years sub. That's what's up. Yeah, but make sure you guys support one another because we can grow together and make this a better community for everyone. But um, without further ado, I'll see some of you guys at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, my other channel for Bible study. Um, Victoria is reselling advent or Adventures in Reselling Victoria is, is who Perlini, Lynn. Thanks, Lynn. But yeah, she's she's awesome. They, they she does a live show with uh, reselling addicts Monday and Thursday. 
but I will uh, see you guys, some of you guys at two o'clock. Um, tomorrow we'll be doing a working hangout at 2 p.m., you know, just so Dee's fully done with her show and everything. So we'll hang out and get some work done. But I'll see everyone later on. Greetings. Bye, everybody. Okay.